0: Hallelujah. Glory. Are you ready for the word? Oh, we started with following and being led by the Spirit. Praise God. Yes, it is a continuation of the Spirit life. And this is the part 7. Or the part 8 rather. Yes, so part 8 of the spirit life but with the subtitle knowing and being led by the spirit Spirit. okay so we started it all by matthew 28 from matthew 28 verse 18 to 19 where jesus came and spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth go therefore make disciples of all Nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. So they are not going to teach what they want to teach. They are just teaching what he has called, commanded them. So whatever Jesus commanded is what we teach. Praise God. It's what we observe. Amen. Amen. So we are led by the Spirit of God according to what Jesus teaches. The Spirit of God does not lead you just by your own desires. The Spirit of God leads you by what Jesus teaches. And that's what we observe. Praise God. Alright. So, make disciples. I said that in that verse, it means teaching. It refers to teaching. And that the word to Yes. forget about the S8 Matthew's. how someone becomes a student as used in Matthew 27 57 Matthew 13 52 and then Acts 14 21 praise God in other words you become a student when you are want to Christ you become a a student of what a student of what Jesus has taught a student of what Jesus has taught. That's why, actually, the main series is the Jesus culture. So you live according to what Jesus has taught. A student must be observant. Is that right? A student must always learn what their teacher has taught. Is that right? They make themselves available to make sure that whatever is being taught, they will consume it. Because if they don't do that, they will fail. Is that right? Beautiful. So we are good students, are we not? The disciples were good students, were they not? How come they affected their generation and beyond with the word? And now you and I have the word because they were good students. If we fail to be good students of the word, listen to me very carefully, we will fail our generation, we'll be gone and Christianity can fade. Do you know that there were so many places that the word was, but now the word is not? Because the people there did not heed to what he said and did not observe to do what he had taught them to do. The ignorance in the body of Christ today, I can tell you, is serious. It is so serious. So, so serious. If you pick materials to read and their concept of understanding of God's word with regards to what you are now learning, it will shock you. Because most of their concept of understanding is based not on Christ, but on the law. And that's how they interpret the word of God. But Christ is the center of the Bible. And that's why he told them specifically, go and teach what I commanded. Not what Moses did. Not what Elijah did. Not what Daniel did go and tell them what I told you because all of them were talking about me. Oh, did you hear that? All of them were talking about me. I was the center of attraction. Right from the beginning when God created, I am the light. And out of that light came everything that was created. And that is God's plan for mankind and therefore nothing can be done without me what I say is final whatever you want to talk about let it be about Jesus let the foundation of your business be Jesus (laughs) let the reason why you want to succeed be Jesus Is he truly the author and the finisher of your faith? Then let everything about you (laughs) be Jesus-focused. Be Jesus-focused. Tell the next bit: I'm a good student. (laughs) Students take instructions, is that right? They take instructions. And that's exactly what we have been called to do. As pastors, as teachers, as evangelists, as prophets, as apostles... What we do is to give instructions, but the instructions must be what Jesus teaches. It must not be our own traditions and experiences. You see, when you go to a church and the pastor is just teaching their experience, they are not teaching you the word. Because you are not there to learn the pastor's experience. Because the pastor's experience will change. the Jesus experience does not change because he's the same yesterday today and for oh praise God so sometimes if something works for me it doesn't mean that is what he says so I don't teach result oriented stuff because there are so many things that work But Jesus is not the focus. Oh, hello. People go to Malam's and they get money. It worked. Is it Jesus-focused? People go to Malam's and they get healed. Is it Jesus-focused? The student must understand the process of learning. We are learning Jesus. We are studying Jesus. Oh, praise God. Are you here with me? So the process of learning, teaching, didas konis. It carries with itself a wider implication of depending on the word that follows. So anytime you hear this word, be sure you are careful about the word that follows it. Praise God. Alright, so the word that follows it, observe. Say observe. The word observe. It means instruction by words. And then another word. said It means for sight. So there are two things that the student must do. The student must learn by word. And must also learn by pictures. By watching. And it is like watching something that you don't want to miss. Like the way Elisha was not to miss Elijah. Praise God. So he was told to watch. So you keep your eye there. You don't tend. You don't tend. You don't turn. You want to just keep watching because there's something you want to catch and you don't want to miss. Praise God. Somebody say, alertness is required. Because I don't want to lose it. Tell them, alertness is required. If I want to mature as a Christian, I must be alert and observe. He says, all power is given to me in heaven and... So the one who actually you are talking about, the one who is giving you the instruction, the one you are studying, the one whose life consists, he says, all power is for me. Not just on earth, but also in heaven. In other words, whatever you need is in me and for me. And I'm the reason for it. And he says, the enemy... Whom you gave the power, took it, but now I've taken it back. And I'm giving it back to you. Oh, praise God. So you are not going powerless. You are going with the one who has everything. All the authority and all power the Father has given. Praise God. And he says, I am with you always. I'm with you always. And then he left them. How did he say, I'm with you always, and then leave them? Because what he was actually saying is that I am going to be in you. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. I'm going to live in. I'm going to be resident in. And because of that, I am with you always. Hallelujah. That's why we went to John 14, verse 1 and 2. It says, let not your heart be troubled. We went into all of that. And we realized that in that place, he was not saying that we are going to, we are going to heaven. That was not what he's talking about. That, oh, in my father's house, there are many mansions. So you're saying, okay, now I've built my Christian life to this point. It's at the window level. Very soon, they're going to put the roof on my building in heaven. No. No. We learned clearly that what he meant is that we have been given places of authority in Christ Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. As he is in the Father we are also in him so we dwell in him and he dwells in us praise god so we are in union with god we are in union with god. we are in union with god so the place prepared for you is that word household what it means is like it's like a family where christ lives in us and that's why we do church so you see when you are, you come to church you have come to the family The guy you are sitting close to, Christ lives in them. And that's why you are brothers and you are sisters. That's why in the Bible, they refer to them as brother. Oh, praise God. So when it says brothers, because we are family. Brethren, we are family. The brethren doesn't mean just male. So ladies, you are included. When they said brethren, it also meant that brother and sister. Praise God. We just cannot say sistering. Oh, praise the Lord. All right. So we see where he says that where I am, there you may be. Okay. So it's not just presence, but the union. Say union. Union. All right. So Thomas asked the wonderful question. He said, ah, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? And then Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father except through me. In other words, when I'm in you, you are in the Father. So therefore, you are with the Father. Oh, praise God. Okay. So where did we get to? John chapter 10. Where Jesus was talking about the false prophets and false teachers. And most of us think that he was talking about the devil. So you don't even quote the thief anymore. You say the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. (laughs) But the thief there actually is not the devil. Although the devil is a kind of thief but in this particular scripture the truth there has nothing to do with the devil let me tell you one funny thing Jesus spoke against against false prophets and false teachers more than he spoke about the devil yes go and check your Bible why because false prophets and false teachers are the agents of The enemy easily uses to confuse you. And that's how the enemy used. That's how the enemy used. That's what the enemy used. That's why the enemy used. That same tool from the beginning. What did he say? He said, has God told you not to eat? Of every tree what false prophets and false teachers do is to add to what God has said or they take some out so a false teacher and a false prophet will say what God has not said just to confuse you that is the tool of the enemy and he used it best, he still uses it. So, what all he did was to confuse them, and then in the end, he says, It's a lie. When you eat of it, your eyes will be open. And the Bible said, Eve looked at it and said, Wow, she began to desire for it. Said, it's pleasant, it's beautiful. Then she ate it. False prophets and false teachers open your eyes to something that God has not said and make you desire for it and they shift your focus from Jesus. That's why most of us go to church and our focus is not on Jesus. They shift our focus on things. How many times do you pray that your eyes will be enlightened to know Jesus the more? But how many times do you pray for your business? How many times do you pray for your family? So now, they have used things to take our focus from Jesus. As a matter of fact, when we come to Jesus, he is not the focus. We came to him because of things. So that's why when things don't get the way you want, you don't come to church. Because the essence of church loses meaning before you. So Jesus told them, I said to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. So he's telling them that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Anybody that doesn't come through me is a thief. Oh, hello. And a robber. And he says, but he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep? I am the shepherd because I entered by the door. And he says, even the owner of the whole sheep and the pen and everything knows me. Why? Because I am in Him and He is in me. Oh, praise God! He has mandated me. He is the one who sent me. He will call them a certain name. Go to the next. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger. He's talking about you. But will flee from him for they do not know the voice of strangers. He said you don't know the voice of strangers. So listen to me very carefully. You don't know the voice of strangers doesn't mean you won't hear the voice of stranger. But the point is that you know him too well. That the stranger's voice does not witness in your spirit. Are we talking about following and being led by the Spirit? You're going to see things in a very different way. Listen to me, Christians. We lie to ourselves a lot. Our desires lead us. Because that's what we are focused on. And when our desire is leading us, we know. Because he's in us and we know his voice. Oh, hello? Hi. I don't know who to ask. Is it true? Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Why didn't they understand? They understood the context of what he was saying, but the explanation of it, they didn't understand. Praise God. Because then Jesus had not died to resurrect. Amen. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. Whoever came before me are thieves and robbers. Are you getting now? So you see, he's not talking about the devil. Do you understand the point? Uh-huh. He's talking about the false prophets that came before and I explained last week that the fact that you use all doesn't mean it means everybody. No. It's within a certain context. Okay. I'm sending somebody, I tell the person when you finish all you're doing, see me. I didn't say that when he finishes everything he's doing in the, for the whole day. I've seen the person doing something. I said when I finish all that you're doing, come and see me. So the all was within a certain context. That's exactly what he was saying. Are you getting the point? So it doesn't mean that, oh, Moses and everybody who came were thieves. And then when you read the 9, chapter 9, it tells you the people he was talking about because he had already spoken about false teachers who corrupt them because they didn't believe what the miracle Jesus did and they were calling Jesus' names and he told them that these people are false prophets. They believe in their self-righteousness They don't believe in me, who is the door. Are you getting the point? Okay, good. He says, if anyone enters by me, he'll be saved. And will go in and out and find what? And find pasture. They will be fed well. They will grow well. Please, listen to me very carefully. How many of you, when you were growing, you saw the process of your growth? Anybody could answer me. You saw it. You saw that your hands were getting longer. And you saw it pushing up like this. And then all of a sudden, hey, my hands. You see, when false teachers and false prophets are deceiving you, they want to make you feel like your growth must be instant. your instant growth has serious side effects. It is not good nourishment. When you are being fed well, you grow nice, but you don't see it. Very soon at the time, you see that you are growing well. (laughs) Oh I just love scripture. That's why most of us love instantaneous things. Now all (laughs) <laughs> let's go, let's go. The thief does not come. That's what he said. So he spoke about who? Thank you. And they come to steal, to kill, and to what? So you see, what they come to do is to steal, kill, destroy. But they don't give you poison like it is poison. They show you things that will make you like what they are giving you. But in it, it's a lot of poison. It will kill your spirit. It will stop your growth. It will take your focus of Jesus. And you focus on things. Are you here with me? Let me tell you something. Do you know that God never intended that your life will be valued by money? Do you know that? That is not the will of God. It is man who created money. And use money to value people. Have you forgotten that in Genesis? When God was creating. You know what God said? Everything he created he said it was good. He didn't give anything more value than another. And then he said man. Should be more valuable over these things. So man should have what? Dominion. So now you have been trapped with money. Now they use money to value you. And you have accepted it. So the day you don't have money, you feel useless. Yes. Yes. You are delivered. So look at this. He said, but I have come that they might have life and that they may have it what? More abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd, what does he do? Gives his life for the sheep. Exchanges his life for the sheep. What a good shepherd. Nothing is more valuable than this. This is my worth. That God exchanged his life for me. That's how valuable I am. Nothing can extinguish that. Or give a clap offering to Jesus. He says, but a hireling, the one who is hired. That's where we stopped last week. The hired one, who is not the shepherd. He's talking about the false teachers. One who does not own the sheep. You see the difference? You see the difference? You are not their priority. You are not the one they care about. They are hirelings. Thank God for these great guys. They are the ones I can always use. They are instrumentalists. Clap for them. You know, in the church today, when you come to the music department, you have a lot of highlings. You see, they come to church and they play. But they don't care about anything regarding the church. That is what you call highlings. What it means is that all they come to do is they want their pay out of it. And so the moment they get their money, they are fine. Whether the church is doing well, whether the thing is going well, all they want is their. Have you worked with somebody like that before? They are called highlings. That is actually how the false teachers and the false prophets operate. Your pasture, your nourishment, your growth, your development in the Lord, it doesn't matter. But Jesus said, that is not my nature. I exchange my life for the sheep. Why? Because I created them. I love them. I care about them. I can't stand for them to perish. I'll give them the most valuable. Eternal life is theirs. And I share it with them. Oh, praise the Lord. Let's go. I'm the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And I'm known by my own. That's why I'm telling you. That listen to me. If you're a child of God, you know him. Oh, praise God. He said, as the father knows me, even so, I know the father. And I lay my life down for the sheep. You can see the union. He knows the father. The father knows him. He knows us. We also know him. And therefore, we also know the Father. Praise God. Next. And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. And they will hear my voice. And there will be no flock. There will be, sorry, there will be one flock and one shepherd. Oh, God, help us. So, in Ephesians chapter 4, he talks about the unity of the faith. He said, All of us would come when the pastors, who are teachers, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, when they train and teach the people, he said, We'll all come to the unity of the faith. See, so, there will be oneness of doctrine. There should never have been divisions of doctrines. That this one said this. This one believes that. So it tells you that something is wrong. What it means is that, listen. We can have a lesser understanding. Which is okay. So that we grow in understanding. but for us to be in total disagreement with one another is because one is not dividing the word the way it must be divided because if he says that there will be one flock and one shepherd it means that they will have the same understanding so what it means is that when God is speaking His word carries one truth. He's not saying two things. That he's saying this to this person and he's saying that to that person. It's a lie. Wait. Normally when a preacher preaches everybody will come and say Pastor you spoke to me. Is that true? Is that true? Yes. Now, the pastor, if he divided the word the way the word must be divided, what it is is that everybody will see Jesus. But then, Jesus, if their need is a true need, for which is in the will of God, it will be met. In the Word. And there are other needs, because they don't meet the standard of the Word, it will fall out. So the Word then becomes the standard. And the Word is able to sift the various needs. And the one that is not in the will and the desire of God in Christ Jesus, that need would definitely fall out. The word can meet it. Are you here with me? So the word cannot meet every need. Because every need is not a God need. Am I speaking to you? Yes. Are you getting the point? Yes. Is that clear? Now, just like we read the scripture and I told you, he's not talking about the devil. If anybody else tells you that, they are adding to God's word. And if that word they spoke, And said the devil comes to And that thing makes you feel that your need is met. So you have identified the devil. Who is behind your trouble. You are living in deception. Are you getting the point? Uh Because the truth in that word. Has nothing to do with the devil. There are other scriptures. That talks about the devil. Oh are you here with me? Okay. Let me give you another. There's a scripture we use. I have forgotten. The violent. The kingdom of God. Suffers violence. Yeah. And the violent. It by force. So, somebody needs a wife. And they need a husband. They say, I take it by force. The kingdom of God suffered violence and I take my wife. And then they say, by thunder, by fire. fire. (laughs) And then they begin to clap their hands. <laughs> they are making a mockery of themselves, together with the word, because that word they, that is not what he said. John, who was announcing Jesus, was actually telling them that Jesus. Who represents the kingdom of God is in there. So everybody should press in. <laughs> should press in. Nobody should miss this opportunity. It has nothing to do with material things. So, sometimes how you can be very sure about this thing is that when you read that scripture, read other versions. And then it will give you a holistic view of what that scripture is saying. Also, you can read what is said before. And then read what is said after that. It will help you be able to diagnose And dissect <laughs> very well is that clear okay let's go to the next he said they shall hear my voice and the word they shall hear my voice there is in the continuous imperative present continuous imperative it means they shall be hearing my voice oh hello They shall be what? Say hearing. 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 So Jesus says my post resurrection reality for the people who are believers is that I will be in them. And because I will be in them, they shall be hearing my voice. I will be speaking to them from within. Oh, hello. So, the shepherd lives in the sheep. Are you here with me? The shepherd lives in the sheep. Who is the shepherd? Who is the sheep? So, Jesus lives in you. Okay, next. Christ leads us from. So so Christ does not lead us from. Oh, hello. He leads us from. He leads us from. He leads us from. Somebody say within. Even if you see something outside it must first be confirmed within Did you hear what I said So a person can see a good offer and say that wow a job offer in Dubai when I calculate how much they are going to pay me, Jesus, I will build a house for the Lord. Hey, are you here with me? Yes. Oh, this one, will build a house for the... Oh, pastor! <laughs> this one, oh, forget. The house, we'll build it in two days. The Lord just gave me an offer from Dubai. Have you checked from within? Yeah. Oh, hello. Because the shepherd leads from within. Like I said, if you are not Jesus-focused, the enemy can use a job to trap you. Yes. Easily. Maybe he knows something is coming that will get you more deeper with the Lord, take you to a spiritual height. Just like he did to Lot. So he gives you an offer and you see green pastures. The land is green. Ooh. And then you begin to calculate figures. You see what the money. Uh-huh, because you are money focused. For some you are family focused. Hey, are you here? Uh For some, you are health focused. You see, you're so much looking at the health issue, you're not looking at Jesus. So he can give you an offer. Say, oh, he can give you this. Oh, he's not doing anything wrong. He will give you Florida water, just Florida water. Ah, but would this do why? Just Florida water and what? Because, you see, your focus, where your focus is, that's how you are led. Please, listen to me very carefully. Jesus, by his leading, does not lead you by your desires. He leads you by his word hello so if that desire does not fall within the parameters of his word and the plans he has for you you will lead yourself where he has not led you let me come again let me come again let me come again now listen listen to me. For most of us, when we talk about the leading of the spirit, watch this. The picture we have in our minds is this. So look You're the same person I used the other day. Hey, so be careful, the way I'm using you. So the picture you have in your mind is that you, assimilacy, is going somewhere. So you are the one, so Solo, you are leading, go. So Solo is the one going somewhere. And he wants Jesus to help him go there. So he is going and Jesus is following. Oh, let's be honest. So that Jesus will show him where he solo wants to go. but you are the one leading you are the one who knows where you want to go so how can he lead you to where you want to go so you see when you talk about the leadership of the spirit what it means is that you know that he knows where he wants to take you and so you allow him to lead so you follow no has he entered So is he in your mind? I want to be healed. So, follow me. I want healing. So, you are taking me to healing. But the point is that, if he is healing, and you want healing, then he who is healing must lead you. So he will tell you how you be healed. Are you getting the point? So he may end up telling you to do what you may not like to do. Sit down now. You see? And the moment he tells you that, because you are you-focused, And not him focused. You put that aside. Because he's not doing it your way. He's not doing it your time. He's not doing it your style. Because you are you. Focused. So for most of us believers. Believers. We say we want his leadership, but the fact is that we are leading for him to follow. (laughs) Did I bust your bubble? I'm sorry. Praise God. You see, that is why we always say we don't hear him. Yeah. That's why we always say we don't hear him. Because already we have a preconceived idea, notion, of how he should lead us to where we want to go. Somebody say, I repent. I repent. Let me just finish this and then we'll end for today. Go to the next. John eight twelve. The light lives in us. What does it say? He said, then Jesus spoke to them. Let's all read go. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. Oh praise God. Whoever is a good student, follower, whoever is in the process of learning, they shall not walk in darkness. What it means is that he would always be their direction. at the next as long as i'm in the world i'm the light of the world praise god let me give you the last one and i'll summarize it so he says what jesus is what he's the father and then jesus is the shepherd in us and then jesus because he's the light in us is that right Oh, is that right? So tell me, how can you be lost? It's not possible for you to be lost. The reason why you feel lost is because you already have an idea where you want to go. So in your own analysis of things, you are not where you want to go, so you are lost. (laughs) Are you getting the point. You are comparing yourself with the next door neighbor. And what they have that you don't have. And by now you should have been there. So you think you are lost. He tells you simple things. That would have changed the dynamics for you, but you put it aside. Put your hand on your head, say, Jesus, I repent, I change my mind. Because I heard your word. Your word is light. As the light. Opened my spirit. My mind. My eyes. Are opened. I decree that ignorance. Has no way in me. From today. I will yield. To your leading. You. Take the first place. You. You. Lead me, and I will follow in Jesus' name, Amen. Give a clap offering to the Lord, Grace, Glorious Grace, grace, glorious grace. at the cross, you called it. Thin.